Bilingual in America. Tunei el loga fi America. Bilinguismo negli Stati Uniti. Bilingue in America. Ser bilingue en America. I'm Suzanne Lasser. I'm Yarina Sancion, and this is Bilingual in America. Hi, I'm Suzanne Lasser, and this is Bilingual in America. Yarina and I view Bilingual in America as an experiential podcast with the goal of informing our listeners, and we use this platform to share stories that need to be told, as well as elevate the conversation around bilingualism and multilingualism. Our regular listeners know that Bilingual in America, the podcast, is a space where we celebrate the strength, beauty, and joy of being bilingual in America. However, there is also the flip side to that, that many times comes up during conversations with our guests. Guests have shared about raw and real struggles and instances where they have come face to face with bigotry. America is the land of opportunity, but it can't be denied that it has throughout history mistreated various groups such as Native Americans, African Americans, and Asian Americans. Some people arrive to the United States and feel the pressure to become more American, while in the recent past, others have been forced to do so through the Assimilation Act. On today's episode of Bilingual in America, Yarina and I speak with Haley Laughter of Gallup, New Mexico. Haley is a member of the Navajo Nation and through her yoga practices, works to heal generational trauma within the indigenous community. Let's listen in to hear why she views herself as an initiator of bringing balance into one's life. Welcome to Bilingual in America. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Haley, why don't you start by sharing a little bit about um, who you are and some of the things that are most important to you as a, a yoga practitioner? My name is Haley Laughter, and my clans are Bitani, Totochitni. Those are my mother and my father's clan. And my maternal grandmother and grandmother clans are Tachitni and the Bethlehemi. We have different clans that we come from. I am 43. I, you know, I have children. I grew up in the city. My most importantly is my parents were raised on the reservation, but taken off the reservation and brought to the boarding schools as part of the Assimilation Act. In those boarding schools, they were abused. There was a lot of abuse, verbal, mental, physical abuse. They went through boarding school. My mom ended up with the Mormon placement program. My father went to Intermountain boarding school and they met at the school dance. From there, they raised us, their children, in Salt Lake City, Utah, Sandy, Utah, to be exact. And we grew up in the city. And why that's important is because that piece is a part of who I am. The generational trauma is something that I aim to heal through yoga. The generational trauma, the pain. When I was little, I grew up with domestic violence because my parents were alcoholics. My parents were alcoholics. 
there were times we didn't have food in the house. There were times that we didn't have any supervision. And unfortunately, my mother passed away when I was eight years old due to alcoholism. And so there was a lot of pain inside of me. And there was a lot of unresolved trauma that, that was not only my own, but what I realized is that it was generational from generations of abuse and forced assimilation. And why, when I was about 28, I began practicing yoga. I became a yoga instructor at 30. I decided to move to where my mom came from, which is in Gallup, New Mexico, Chajilta. But I lived in Gallup, which is the nearest town to that place. I was closer to my people. I was closer to my roots. I was right off the, on the border of the Navajo Nation and, you know, McKinley County. Going there helped me to connect to my language, my tradition, my culture. And from there, it became like an evolution of, of spiritual knowledge. Because I, I grew up in a city, we didn't speak the language, we lived like the, the person next door, what we would call, you know, city Indian, because my parents were beaten if they spoke their language. They were, they didn't talk about tradition. Yeah, we went to the reservation when we were little, you know, for weekends or holidays or what have you, but mostly we, we weren't brought up in that aspect, in that culture, in, in where we came from. And so when I moved to New Mexico, my spiritual journey sparked and I began attending ceremony. I began enriching my life with the different creation stories and sitting up in ceremony with elders, asking questions, getting to know my, my different relatives in the area. I went to the root of who I am. I was able to connect to that piece of who I am and where I come from and my lineage, my language, being able to understand that the pain that I suffered and that many people suffer, it's not our pain, it's the result of pain. And it's for us to heal. And when we heal, we not only heal ourselves, but we heal everyone around us. And then when we heal those people around us, we set the example, the precedence of, of living a better, more enriched spiritual life. And I practiced yoga. I taught yoga. In fact, I was co-owner of the first hot yoga studio in Gallup, New Mexico. We thought that there would be a lot of natives that came. There weren't actually. It was just, you know, locals. And I began to post on this platform called Healthy Active Natives of me doing different yoga asanas in my moccasins. When I did that, I got many different responses, including I thought yoga was for only for the rich white woman. I didn't know that natives practice yoga, but when they saw the visual of somebody their own color, Native American practicing yoga in moccasins with the traditional hair bun, it was then that, you know, more people started to engage in what I was doing and realizing that yoga is for everyone. You can practice yoga. You don't have to have a certain income. You don't have to have a, you know, 
be a different or have a, a certain body type. You don't have to be flexible. My goal was to break down these barriers, these ideas that we have that stop us from trying new things, from experiencing different things in our lives. And what stops us is fear. And I wanted to break down those barriers, decolonizing yoga per se. <laughs> mm. So that's kind of a little bit about me. I created Hajo Total Wellness, which is the first Native American mobile indigenous yoga studio where I take my van, my mats, and I go to different reservations, different indigenous communities and teach yoga. I want to thank you for that very vulnerable, beautiful, complete answer that you've just provided you. for our listeners. I think it's really important that if we are going to be the healers in our communities, that we say everything that we need to say so that people can see our humanity and we don't lose our identity. There is a, a, a resurgence with language and, and culture with the indigenous people in a way that we haven't seen before. How do you see yourself as the bridge in all of that? Because you, you bring such good background to why you do what you do. I see myself as, as the initiator of bringing people to the awareness of how we need balance, hajo, that's what it means, balance, equilibrium, peace, beauty, into their lives. And through yoga, we connect with all our senses, the mind, the body, the spirit, the knowledge. We, we connect with all of that with through breath and through asana. And that allows us to live a better life by making better decisions self-care when we can take care of our own self we can take care of the other people around us but we have to learn that it's not selfish it's selfless to be to take care of yourself first to be number one so that we can give from a full cup and so i see myself as an, an initiator to spark that interest in in creating balance in one life, in one's life, and at the same time, curiosity of sparking the curiosity of who am I? Who are my ancestors? Where did I come from? And being able to connect to the lineage and the ancestral, the medicine within us. I love that you're the initiator. <laughs> everyone needs a starting point for anything that they're going to embark on and you said that Peugeot means harmony states of harmony beauty and balance and mm -hmm. I think it's really important to remind people that we have to come from a full cup mm -hmm. as you were talking Haley I'm listening and hearing about this idea of um, generational healing but also ensuring that traditions aren't lost. You mentioned about how your parents never spoke their native language at home because of their experience growing up. What gave you the courage to start learning the language and then infusing that in this work that you do 
what gave me the courage, it, it was curiosity. When I moved from the city to Galveston, Mexico, and I would go to ceremony, I would hear people fluent in the language. I would hear them speak, and I didn't know what they were saying. But what I could, what I could pick up was the emotion in it, in what they were saying, with emphasis, with tears, with gratitude, with with the language of the body and the the pronunciation of words, and. The curiosity uh, led me to take Dinevizad, a Navajo class, and and start to learn the language, how to write it, how to read basic words, how to you know conversation, basic things, and then from there, as I was doing yoga contests on healthy African natives or on my own platform, getting people engaged, I decided that. The best way for us to reconnect is to allow people to express that. So I, I, my one of my best challenges, which I loved, was getting first promoting. You know, the online yoga challenge. It was like what, ten days or fourteen days of yoga, and then practicing one asana. With that asana, they had to create a video or you know a visual of how they spell that word. For instance, like. Eagle pose. They would put eagle pose, and then how you spell it or say it, and do a video of it and post it. And so that way they could articulate their native language with the word and the pose and what it meant to them. That's amazing, right? That as as educators, I see Yarina shaking her head. That's exactly what we do when we are teaching. At least in our field, English is a new language to to youngsters coming to our district. So it is the same idea, right? You connect a movement, you bring forth the native language to honor that, and then、uh, wrapping it, it all together. I saw as I was reading、uh, a little bit about you that at the end of each of your classes, you have a saying, right? It says, "I end my classes by saying, 'It has become beauty again.'" So I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about that because our hashtag is actually "Speak Your Beauty," and I'd love for you to say it in your native tongue,、um, and then just tell us a little bit more about that. Every time that I teach or I practice yoga, I look at it as a ceremony because when I'm practicing, I'm connecting to life, to my life force, to who I am. I'm strengthening. Not only my physical body and stretching my physical body and gaining flexibility and strength, but I'm also doing that on a spiritual, cognitive level. And yoga, in some asanas, or you know, when you practice it, you're also practicing utilizing the elements. When you breathe the air, you inhale, you exhale. That's the wind of life. That's that's the first breath that you take when you're born and gives you life. And when I'm practicing and and I end with hajona hasli, it's it's and how you say it's hajona hasli, hajona hasli, hajona hasli, hajona hasli, and that you say it four times.、Um, four is a sacred number. And when I say that, I'm saying let. Let it be restored back to beauty, back to back to equilibrium. 
Let all my worries, let my life be in balance. Let me be accountable and responsible for who I am. Let me be flexible with the ideas of others. Let me move like water, like the wind, like the fire. Allow me to process this. Any negativity, let me transmute it into something not only good for myself, but good for others. Something beautiful. Ailey, that has to be the most beautiful explanation I've ever heard. I've practiced yoga and no one has ever said that that breath is the wind of life. That gives me chills, that touches my core. And I know that the work that you do truly brings healing into the world. And I thank you for that. I thank you for being brave enough to move back to your place, your mother's place of origin. I thank you for listening and being obedient and taking every single baby step that has led you to this moment. And I can't wait to see what else you bring forth and give birth into this moment and this process that you're on. It's just, just beautiful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I, I, I really feel like it's my destiny. It's something, it's not me, it's God. It's, it's the life force that allows me to speak the way that I do, to understand the things that I do. The knowledge that I have is not my knowledge, you know, it, it's from somewhere greater. And this isn't just, you know, Navajo, what, what, it's indigenous, recognizing indigenous people, recognizing all tribes. I've had Latina people come to me and be like, well, I don't know because I'm the only brown person in this class. And so I feel a little bit weird. And I reassure them like, well, you know what? Your roots come from this. Your ancestors pulled from the four elements to create life, to sustain life. And you know, if you're, whether you're Mexican, you're Latina, you're Hawaiian, you're Polynesian, you're Native American, we're all indigenous people. We're the first people on this land. And our ancestors had to make friends with the elements in order to survive. And it was through the colonization, through, through the Catholic church, through churches, through religion, that we were broken down and forced to assimilate. And so by recognizing that we come from this rich tradition, these rich, this rich culture of ceremony, and recognizing that we are part of the elements it is what, what my ultimate goal is for all indigenous people. Deep breath, right? So we're, we're just letting that all sink in as you're talking. And Haley, I wanna share with our listeners that the way I found you was my next door neighbor's male came to our home and she practices yoga and it was a December issue where you were featured as one of these, you know, people to know and recognize and celebrate. And then I reached out through social media and I always love to share the beautiful things that social media can do. And this is another example of how we were able to connect and give voice to the powerful work you are doing. 
and we are grateful uh, for this opportunity to speak with you and have you be part of Bilingual in America. And we wanna make sure that you share with our listeners where they can find you as well. Of course, we'll tag your information on the episode, but um, share with us anything that's upcoming and, and how our listeners can connect with you and the wonderful work you're involved in. And thank you. I really appreciate your time too. And I appreciate you guys thinking of me and I'm excited to be a part of this. You can find me at Hajo Total Wellness on Facebook and Instagram, and my email address is on there. Also, my phone number where you can contact me. Yeah, and some upcoming things is I'm working with Grace and Yoga to get Indigenous Yoga Day together. And then also I have another big project that I'm working on, but that the details will all be coming up on social media. So please follow, like, and share the content. Thank you so much, Haley Laughter, CEO and founder of Pasho Total Wellness. We are so honored to have had you here today. And thank, thank you, you for the work that you do, truly, from the bottom of my heart. You're changing the world. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really appreciate your, your encouragement. And sometimes it's hard to keep going, you know, but it's little things like this that, that push me forward and make me bring that fire back into, into my purpose. So thank you. Haley's bilingual journey began later in life. Her curiosity about her identity took her from Utah to New Mexico. Her curiosity about her culture and language led her to learn how to read, write, and speak the native language of her parents, a language that they did not pass on to her. Haley's love of yoga and her indigenous roots worked together to help others find hojo for balance, beauty, and harmony within each pose and with each breath. Her work heals and her work provides another opportunity for language and traditions to be shared, as we say in the Jewish community, Lador Vador, from generation to generation. During March, in honor of Women's History Month, Bilingual in America will air a new episode each week featuring a dynamic female soul we want you to hear from. Be sure to listen in. And until next time, speak your beauty. Thank you for your interest in the stories we share. By sharing, following, and liking our podcast on anchor.fm Bilingual in America and our Instagram blog at bilingualinamerica.podcast, you are speaking your beauty. We welcome your comments and feedback. Follow us, like us, share us.